if I'm sitting in a mud puddle, somebody's going to have to help me up because I'm too <laughs> old for getting up on my own. Hello and welcome to Seek with Abandon. My name is Candy. I'm Melissa. And we are so glad you are here. Too bad you weren't here at the outtakes because we were just having a blast. Oh my gosh. I don't know about you all. If any of you are in ministry, you know Satan fights you. Horribly. And he's fight, he's been fighting us the whole way. So obviously our topic today must be something that uh, the people need. I don't know. We've struggled from day one with this, with yeah. any of it. Yeah. There's always problems. I ha- Okay, so I'm just going to say this. If anyone wants to volunteer or donate their audio expertise (laughs) we are totally up for that okay that's all I'm gonna say about that because if you are watching the video you see wires and and wires are fine but um I'm eating the mic poor Melissa over there has got it all the way up because she's a light spoken yep so yeah and here we are anyway let's get on to what we're talking about so today's subject is well we are taking a break from the seven deadly sins yeah because um i don't know we just couldn't we couldn't find we we just couldn't mesh with it and sometimes god takes you in another direction Mm -hmm. and, and we're okay with that you know we we follow the leading of the Lord, the leading of the Spirit, and is, so if the Spirit's like, no, we need you to go somewhere else, then that's kind of what we do. And mm-hmm. so we are talking about condemnation versus conviction. There you go. So I know a lot of people probably struggle with this. I know that um, early in my Christian walk, I struggled a lot with it. Mm-hmm. I don't struggle quite as much with it now because... Um, I have a little bit more discernment than I had uh, back when I was a younger Christian. But that's not to say that I won't struggle with it again. I mean, it may be just in a different way. So let's define what conviction is scripturally and what condemnation is scripturally. Mm -hmm. So conviction points out... A specific sin so you said an unkind word or you had a sip of beer and you shouldn't you know and God's getting on to you about mm-hmm. that or whatever the case may be it's a specific sin and it pulls you to repentance mm-hmm. and closer to God so that's what conviction does right so what's condemnation do condemnation points out how horrible of a person you are. It points out how everything you do is wrong. There is no clear picture. Yeah, it's it's confusing, mm-hmm. and we know who the author of confusion exactly. is. And condemnation could even point out sins you did, you, you repented from, mm-hmm. and I mean, because let's face it, you you can repent of a sin, but you still have the consequences of your sin. Right. That doesn't change. No. And so Satan can really beat you up during those consequences of sin. Yeah, look what you did. It's because you did this. And just continue to pretty much pummel you and make you feel like there's no way I can be a Christian. You know, there's no way that I can do this Christian walk correctly and pulls you away from God. Mm -hmm. So that's condemnation. It makes you want to hide. Makes you want to, you know, as long as there's no sin involved that's unrepented. If there's an unrepented sin, then that's conviction. conviction. But... God is God is not a God of confusion. Right. So he's going to point out, this is the reason why you're being convicted. 
like when you're unsaved and and you hear the gospel the convic- the conviction is to repent of your sins and to accept Christ mm-hmm. that, there's always a clear path yeah there's god doesn't god doesn't say well i'm going to convict you but i'm not going to tell you what it is cuz i want you to figure that out yeah, that's no. not really the case no. at all so how can you tell the difference between conviction and condemnation so we said a little bit about that, but I think it's important to talk about what sin is. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, people don't realize that sin is an offense. It's an offense against God, right? So, and it's it's offense against His law. So we say that the Old Testament, the law, is our schoolmaster. What that means? What's a schoolmaster do? It te- they teach mm-hmm. you something, right? Right. So the law teaches us, and though I understand we're not living under the law, we're living under grace, Right. but the law shows us where we're at. Without the law, we wouldn't know what sin is. Right. So it shows us where we're at, and then when Jesus came, he was the Lamb of God who took away the sins of the world. That's in 1 John 1. 29 and so back in the old testament they would give sacrifice they would sacrifice Mm -hmm. the best lamb or the best dove or whatever the case may be they would sacrifice the best of the best for their sin well jesus became our sacrificial lamb for all of eternity like once we accept him that's that doesn't mean we don't sin it just means we have an advocate that his blood covers all sin. And so when we become Christians and we sin, we're con- we are convicted of our sin so that we might repent of our sin. See, now as a Christian, my repentance is because I want that straight line to God. Right. And when there's sin in the way, there's no straight line to God. So then I feel separated from God because of sin, because sin is death. You know, we're cut off from from God when um, sin is in the way. So we're convicted of that specific sin. Right. Because God desires to have relationship. So he is going to push you towards repentance. Mm-hmm. So you can read in 1 John 2, 1 and 2, that we have an advocate with the Father who is Jesus the righteous, I believe it says. And then comes condemnation. When we are condemned of our sins, we feel like hiding, like, you know, um, I always say that condemnation brings you down where conviction pulls you out. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like being in a mud puddle and and either somebody pushes you to get you even more in the mud puddle or somebody helps you out of the mm-hmm. mud puddle. Yeah. So con- condemnation is what keeps you in that mud puddle mm-hmm. and pushes you down and you have a seat in it and you sit there and you feel like, I'm no good to anybody. We forget that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. We forget that God loves us. We feel disconnected with him because, see, Satan wants to pull you away. Mm -hmm. He wants to get you alone because once you're alone, he can play with you. And it's always not a fun it's not fun to play with Satan. It's not a fun game. It's not, you know, and because if you come to me when you're under condemnation mm-hmm. and you come and talk to me, I'm going to put things in right perspective because I'm your, right. I'm your sister in the Lord. I'm going to put things in right perspective. We're going to pray about it and, mm-hmm. and you're going to feel 10 times better and Satan is going to be bye-bye, gone. Right. But he wants to isolate you away from me or anyone else. 
because that's where he can keep you from doing a podcast. Mm -hmm. He can keep you from working in the women's ministry. He can keep you from doing all those things because he's going to tell you that you aren't good enough. Yep. You aren't, and I love this, Christian enough. You know, like, like there's levels of Christianity. There is not levels of Christianity. There's levels of being either on the milk or on the meat of the word. There's maturity. Yes. There's discernment, maturity, Mm -hmm. but there's not, you're not, there's, your pastor is not a better Christian than you are. I mean, he may be more mature than you are, but he's not super Mm -hmm. Christian. He has struggles just like you do. So then if you are, and then although we may need to confess our sin and repent, the condemnation of our sin is not leading us to God, but away from him. So let's go to Romans 8, 31 through 39. So I'll just let you guys know I am not super Christian today because I forgot my Bible. But my friend over here, Melissa, did not forget her. So, you know, she gets to read Romans 8, 31 through 39. Maybe. I don't have my glasses. Here, you can use mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, my goodness, that Bible. It, she, Ladies and gentlemen, she has got a Bible. <laughs> the, the font is like eight. What, how can you see that? I can see it. A mouse couldn't see that. Oh, goodness. Okay. Okay, so I'm showing my age. Okay, Romans eight thirty one through 39. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay down, who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? As it is written, for thy sake, we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Jesus Christ our Lord. There you go. Nothing. I mean, he goes into detail. Height, depth, all of that. Mm -hmm. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. Nothing. Nothing. So when you are being condemned for something you've already asked forgiveness for, know we have an enemy. Mm -hmm. And God loves you. God loves you. I mean, he said uh, in scripture, and I can't, I'm so terrible at remembering where exactly it says this, but it says that while we were yet sinners, Mm -hmm. Christ died for us. That's how much he loves us. We hadn't even repented of our sin. And Christ said, I'm going to the cross. I don't, I I love them. Mm -hmm. And even though they don't love me right now, I'm still going to die for them. So when you are in that state of condemnation where you are just being pummeled Mm -hmm. by Satan, know that God loves you no matter what. I hate to tell you, but I know people say this. They say, um, I, I will love somebody unconditionally that's impossible Mm -hmm. for a human being to do the only thing that's close to that is the love of a parent to a child Mm -hmm. you i there's not much that 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 my daughter could do to keep me from loving her right 
but that is probably the closest unconditional love. I don't love my husband unconditionally. Okay? Yes, I said it. I don't love my husband unconditionally. If he beats the tar out of me, which he never would, but if he did on a on the daily, do you think that I'm going to unconditionally love him and let him beat the tar out of me? No. No. Okay, there is conditions to human love. There just is. Mm -hmm. God is the only one who can truly love someone unconditionally. I mean, the condition to get into heaven, there's conditions for that. But there's not, we, when we were, before, it says in scripture, before you were in your mother's womb, I knew mm -hmm. you. I mean, I was thought of years and years and years and years, millennia, can't even fathom how many years ago mm -hmm. I was thought of, you were thought of, yeah. you out there were thought of, that God loved you. Then if you are a child of God in Romans 8, 1 through 4, I do want to read that. Okay. This is... As a child of God, you need, and, and this is one of the ones that I know, and I actually know where to find it. Like, I am so terrible. I'm just going to tell you guys, I am, uh, it's co confession time. We should have like a little uh, harp that plays when I do this. I often know the scripture but i don't know where to find it mm -hmm. this one i memorized because i struggled with condemnation and i memorized this one especially romans 8 1 so if you struggle with condemnation you mm -hmm. need to put this in your arsenal of the scripture that you hide in your heart because you need to say this to yourself so can you read eight one through four yep there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in christ jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit for the law of the spirit of life in christ jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death for what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for our sin condemned sin in the flesh that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. There you go. Now there is no, no, no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus who mm -hmm. walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. So in other words, let's break that down just a little bit. Who walk not after the flesh. Mm -hmm. So in other words, when you are walking after the flesh, condemnation can kind of come along with that because yep. you are in the world and the world is enmity with God. Actually, when I was doing the study, conviction, it said it was godly sorrow. Condemnation was worldly sorrow. Right, exactly. So. And so... You don't have any worldly sorrow hmm. when you're in Christ Jesus, when you walk after the spirit, not after the flesh. Mm -hmm. So what is the flesh? The flesh is what? Death. It's death. Mm -hmm. And so does anybody, okay, other than God um, rejoicing, you know, about the death of a saint, other than that, Anytime you hear the word death, it's, it don't, if it makes you happy, my suggestion to you is you need therapy. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a happy thing. No. I mean, it's not. So if we walk, if we're Christians and we walk after the spirit, there's no condemnation. Right. You know, you don't, you don't have that. But when you walk after the flesh, I mean, you know. There is. Right. So. In John 12, 40, 12, 47, I mean, it flat out says that Jesus did not come to condemn this earth. 
yeah, he didn't come to condemn the world, but to save it. it. Right. So, I mean, we're condemned already. Mm -hmm. We don't, if you're not born again, you're condemned already. Right. You, when you were brought into this world and you were born, you were condemned already. Now, now I know some of you are going to be like, are you trying to say babies go to hell? No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that the sin of Adam is inherit. It's inherited mm-hmm. and we are born into sin. It's kind of like a generational curse. Exactly. That never, never, never ends. ends, you know? And so we have to accept Christ as our savior and even then, it's it's a hard. I mean, even Paul said, and I'm I'm going to paraphrase, but I'm going to be pretty good about it here. He says those things which I don't want to do, mm-hmm. those things I do, and those things that I should do, I don't do them. Right. Paul, who wrote the majority of the New Testament was not a super Christian because Mm -hmm. there is no such thing as a super Christian. First of all, one thing that'll bring condemnation to you is what I call to, I've, I've said this to my daughter. I heard it. I mean, I didn't, I didn't uh, coin this phrase, but it is compare and despair. If I try to compare my walk with the Lord with your walk with the Mm -hmm. Lord, what's going to happen to me? Especially if I don't really know you, I only know you at church. Mm -hmm. I only know you at women's ministry meetings. I only know you, maybe you sing, maybe you, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever. I only know you for those things then I'm going to think that you are super Christian. And if I look at you and go, I wish I was like them, compare and despair. Mm -hmm. Do not do that because I didn't know Melissa as well as I know her now. When we just, when I just was like, Hey, want to make a podcast (laughs) with me? Didn't know her. I mean, I knew you, but I didn't know you. It was a surface level. No. Yeah. I mean, we didn't know each other that well at all. No. God's like, go ask her. I'm like, Hey, why not? You know, (laughs) I mean, she's a Christian. I'm, you know, we both go to the same church. So hopefully we think pretty much the same. Fairly similar views. Yeah. So, I mean, like want to have podcasts? You already know the answer. Okay, cool. You know? (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, it's important to have those people in your life. I mean, God first, of Mm -hmm. course. It says, you know, um, Matthew 6, 33, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. So God always comes first. But it's good. It's a good thing to have a friend Mm -hmm. who can encourage you in the Lord. Yeah, if you've got friends who don't encourage you. Like Job? They're really not that great friends, exactly. Yeah, we don't need Job friends. I don't want Job friends. Mm -mm. I want friends who, when I call them up and go, I'm having a hard time, and I'm, let me tell you about it, and I tell them about it, and they go, well, that doesn't sound great, but let me give you something to praise the Lord about. You know, this, 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 and this, Mm -hmm. and gives you a better perspective and gets you out of that condemnation Mm -hmm. and into, um, you know, praising the Lord for, for who he is. Well, and with the condemnation, it's a great tool for Satan. Um, basically the way I look at it is he gives you this vague feeling that something's not right. Mm -hmm. So you sit there. And you try your best to figure out what's going on because you just feel, have this heavy feeling. And right. you cannot get it out. I mean, it's just... What did I do? What, yeah, you know. what's going to happen? What's what's going on? You know, and mm-hmm. it's even... I mean, I've even sat there and I'm like, okay, is there somebody I need to pray for? And I just start praying and trying to figure out what's going on. And there you go. That should be to anyone, let me just say... 
if you're not, if you've repented of sin, mm-hmm. okay, so you're not in sin, mm-hmm. and you feel confused, you need to look at the author of that. Mm-hmm. And let me just tell you, and while we're on the subject, I'm going to go off subject for just one minute because I want to make this this really clear to people that I don't, you know, you oftentimes hear people say, not today, Satan, and not... Sometimes it's not Satan. Mm-hmm. Sometimes God is allowing things to come in your life for your good. Mm-hmm. You understand? Just because it doesn't feel good doesn't mean it's it isn't good. Right. You know, it doesn't feel good to be convicted of sin, but it is good because it brings us to repentance mm-hmm. and brings us back to God. That is good. It don't feel good, but it is good. Right. When you become a Christian, that's not like, it's not daisies and roses all the time. It's not supposed to be. No. You don't learn on the mountaintop. You if learn in the valley. it is daisy and roses the whole time, you ain't doing something. Exactly. There have been times, <laughs> and and I, I, I bet you can you can agree to this. There have been times in my life where things are going really, really good. Like I haven't been, there's not been a lot of spiritual warfare. Mm -hmm. And I think to myself, have I been reading enough? Have I been praying enough? Have I been doing the things I need to be doing? Am I doing enough in ministry? Mm -hmm. Because Satan ain't after me, right? And he's leaving me alone. So that. I don't usually get that feeling. I'm just sitting here and I'm like. It's been really peaceful for a little bit. I better enjoy it because it's coming to an end. (laughs) Yeah, because if you're in ministry, Mm -hmm. you have an enemy. You have an. I mean, if you're a Christian, you have an enemy. Okay. But if you're in ministry. Oh, the enemy does not want us to be on this podcast right now talking about the difference between condemnation, which is what he's the author mm-hmm. of, and conviction, which is God. He doesn't want us to tell people how that the difference between the two Mm-mm. because he just wants us to feel terrible until we don't do a podcast, well, until we don't work in ministry. I was sitting there trying to get notes together and look up scripture and all that stuff for this podcast. And I mean, I wasn't tired, but my brain just fogged over Mm -hmm. complete cloud. And I was just like, okay. And that, and that's, that's, what's great about having a podcast partner because then you go, I can't think of nothing. I'm like, let me give you my outline. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep. Let me help you out. But most of your scripture and stuff like that, and that's another great thing about it, most of your scripture that you had, it tied in with what mine was, or it had parts of what I had in there. So you're like, I'm on the right spot. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm doing the right thing here. Yep. And who do you think was that, was making that confusing and not great? Uh, The same one who has fought me tooth and nail ever since we decided to start this podcast. (laughs) Satan. Exactly. So, I mean, the thing is, is that we do know we have an enemy, but we also know that God uses, I mean, Joseph is a perfect example of that. Mm -hmm. He uses the things in our lives that aren't great to teach us faith. Mm -hmm. And because I don't know about you all, but when I'm in a position of my faith is thin, I oftentimes look back on the times when God really showed up Mm -hmm. in a situation. And I remember that if he showed up in that situation, he's going to show up in this situation. Yep. You know, and so those moments of not feeling so great about things Mm -hmm. are the moments that God uses for our good. Well, I was studying and looking up some stuff and I don't even remember where I saw it from but I saw this video of this girl and she was talking 
that God had given her something that day. And she said, you know, she said, you struggle with something and you think you've overcome it. And then you slide back into it again and you keep struggling with the same thing. And you're like, God, I've done this. I've done this. I've done this. You've helped me with this. Why does this keep happening? Why does this keep coming back into my life? Because you haven't learned the lesson. Well, she was talking more a lot about things that necessarily aren't completely in her control. I see. Yeah. Yeah. So she said a few days later, she had taken her child to swim the pool and the child didn't know how to swim. So she was letting him go under and he didn't like it. And, but she was allowing it to happen because she knew that she was right there and he was safe Mm -hmm. with her. Right. And she said in that moment, God's just like, do you get it yet? (laughs) This is where you learn. Uh This is where you grow. And I'm, I I will always bring this up. It's like one of my favorite verses to bring up when it talks about things like this is when Jesus said to Peter that Satan's going to have you and sift you like wheat, but I've prayed for you that your faith don't fail. And when it's all done, you strengthen the brethren. That's what it's about sharing Mm -hmm. what God has done for you. That's why, look, if you're in a church that doesn't allow you to do testimonies, Bring it up to your pastor because they are so powerful Mm -hmm. to others who are going through the same thing that you came out of. Mm -hmm. It's a powerful, powerful thing. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, don't, don't keep a testimony away. If you don't do it in church, do it to, say it to a friend that might be going through a rough time. You could right. say, hey, you know, the Lord brought me through. It's a perfect way of witnessing without pulling out scripture. I mean, although there's nothing wrong with that and you should, but. It's a good way to ease into it. Yeah, it is. This is, this is, I prayed about this and this is what the Lord did. And especially if it's something, you know, just unbelievable, almost right. unbelievable. Um, we have a a brother in the church who um, had a drug problem before he came to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And when he came to the Lord, the, the Lord took that away from him. And that, and I know people who knew him. I didn't know him personally, but I knew people who knew him who said he was deep. And God just took that away from him. Now, that's not to say that Satan isn't going to try to tempt you. Oh, right. Oh, those things will happen. You can guarantee it. But God gives us, you know, the joy of the Lord is our strength. So Mm -hmm. be joyful in the Lord because that's where your strength comes from. So um, uh, as we go on, of course, you brought up the fact that condemnation does not contain godly sorrow Mm -hmm. where conviction does. So let's read, and on that note, condemnation tells you how terrible you are and that leads you away from God. So let's read 2 Corinthians 7, 8 through 16. For though I made you sorry with a letter, I do not repent, though I did repent. For I perceive that the same epistle hath made you sorry, though it were but for a season. Now I rejoice, not that ye were made sorry, but that ye sorrowed to repentance. For ye were made sorry after a godly manner, that ye may receive damage by us as nothing. For godly sorrow worketh repentance to salvation, not to be repented of, but the sorrow of the world worketh death. There you go. Condemnation. Oh, that's more. Okay. Oh, keep on going. Okay. For behold this same thing, that ye sorrowed after a godly heart, what caref- carefulness it wrought in you, yea, what clearing of yourselves, yea, what indignation, yea, what fear, yea, what vehement desire, yea, what zeal, yea, what revenge. In all things ye have approved yourselves to be clear in this manner. 
Wherefore, though I wrote unto you, I did it not for his cause, that it had done the wrong, nor for his cause that suffered wrong, but that our care for you in the sight of God might appear unto you. Therefore we were comforted in your comfort area, yea, and exceedingly the more joyed we for the joy of Titus, because his spirit was refreshed by you all. For if I have boasted anything to him of you, I am not ashamed. But as we speak all things to you in truth, even so our boasting, which I made before Titus, is found in truth. And in his and his inward affection is more abundant toward you, whilst he remembereth the obedience of you all. How with fear and trembling ye received him. And I rejoice, therefore, that I have confidence in you in all things. But pretty much what he's saying is that he's he was... You ever heard the expression, sorry, not sorry? Mm-hmm. That's pretty much what Paul said. I'm I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry that you're sorry. Mm-hmm. Because, because it led to a, this. Because it led to a godly sorrow, which led to repentance. Right. So we definitely know the difference here. Mm-hmm. A godly sorrow leads to repentance. A worldly sorrow just leads to more sorrow. Right. You know, so... If you repented of the sin or sins and you have con and you are constantly feeling guilty of that sin, you may be feeling condemnation. Mm -hmm. So as long as it's clear, you know, I mean, right. You you have to, you have to make sure, look, when you go to God with godly sorrow and you say, I'm sorry for something. God forgives you and yeah, cleanses you from all unrighteousness. If it's still there hanging around. Then I would cons- then I would go to God like David did. Search my heart. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Bring up to, to me, you know, making me a clean heart. You know, bring, renew a right spirit within mm-hmm. me. That's... If you if you're still feeling that way, maybe that's the prayer, like like David did, renew if, a right spirit within me. Right, and if nothing comes of that, then you know it's then you know it. Yeah, then you know it's condemnation. But I mean, we are not saying everything you feel is condemnation. Mm-mm. You need to. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. So you need to to examine yourselves. Mm-hmm. Examine. And I think that's a really good habit to get into is taking the time to examine yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and I have prayed just that same prayer. Search my heart. If there's anything in there that doesn't belong there, Let's, let's get it out. Right. You know, it's kind of like spring cleaning. It's, there's nothing wrong with saying we need to clean out my heart Mm -hmm. because I'm not feeling so good. And I, I mean, if this is of Satan, then, um, I ain't afraid to speak out loud because Satan can't read your thoughts. Right. Speak out loud, you know, get away from me, Satan in Jesus name. I don't have a problem with doing that. I'll open my door. Just like that that lady in war room, and I will tell him to get on out of the door. <laughs> I don't have a problem with saying that, and I think that it's a good practice to let him know that you know his little schemes, mm-hmm. like we knew his scheme today when the audio was a wreck and still sorta is. So the fact that you guys hear us at all is a miracle is a miracle um and it's a gift from god mm-hmm. because oh, lord have mercy again we are in search of someone who wants to donate <laughs> their audio expertise okay back to what we were talking about <laughs> oh my gosh so how can you get rid of the nagging feeling of condemnation all the time so let's go, we we're going to recognize what it is. So John ten ten, let's go there. The thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might 
have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Okay, there you go. That's what he does. Mm-hmm. If he's killing your, if if you've confessed sin and there's nothing going on and, and you feel like, you know, horrible, mm-hmm. you remember what the enemy comes to do. Kill, steal, and, and destroy. destroy. He wants to destroy your relationship with God. He wants to steal your joy. Mm-hmm. He wants to kill every part of your Christ in you. Yeah. And so we first recognize what it is. Is this condemnation or is this conviction? Have I submitted myself to God? That's the next one. Mm-hmm. James 4, 7 through 10. Mm-hmm. And that says, submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your your joy to heaviness. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. There you go. Right there. So, submit yourself to God and resist the devil. Mm -hmm. You want to know how you can get condemnation out of your life? Bingo. There you go. Now, is that always easy? No. No. I mean, it's like I've told my daughter before. Sometimes we have to do it. We have to submit ourselves to God. We have to resist the devil, specifically resist the devil, maybe in in one day, 20 times, Mm -hmm. because he is just pounding. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it might be a good idea to fast. Ooh, that's what we're talking about next. We're talking, we're going to have a little session on fasting. But anyway, um, that's what we're talking about next. So sometimes you have to fast. I mean, even uh, the the disciples said, why didn't this work for us? Why why couldn't we get the devils out of this person? He said, these things don't come out, but through fasting, prayer. prayer and fasting, you know, so sometimes if, if the, if the, uh, fight is hot mm-hmm. fasting is is the key to that so right. i mean that's just a suggestion fasting is not always something people like to do but let me let me say this and then i'm going to shut up because i'm going to um i want to do this in another podcast but fasting is drink and walk and and food mm-hmm. it's not fasting i'm not going to listen to k-love today or something like yeah. that um Fasting is always food and drink, and you can fast a meal. And my suggestion is to you is it to be your favorite meal because fasting should be a sacrifice. A sacrifice. So, anyway, we will go into that in a little bit more depth at another time. Yeah, <laughs> there, there's the uh, teaser. <laughs> so, and then remember who you are in Christ. Philippians one six. And that one says, being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. There you go. Right there. And what about Romans eight thirty-eight and 39? For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Remember who you are in Christ. There Mm -hmm. you are. There you go. So um, bottom line is if what you're feeling is because of unrepented sin, repent. Right. That's all. I mean, I'm just putting it plain. Repent. So that you can have your right relationship with the Lord. If you are being pounded over something you've already repented of. Or that you have no clue what it is. Then that's condemnation. And remember that the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And so, but, but, there's always that lovely but. I love Mm -hmm. it. But, Jesus came to bring abundant life. Mm-hmm. Right. So we're not meant to sit in worldly sorrow 
from now until the coming of Jesus. We are to find our joy in the Lord. Yep. Get out of that mud puddle. Yeah. Sometimes you'll have to help me out. <laughs> if I'm sitting in a mud puddle, somebody's going to have to help me up because I'm too <laughs> old for getting up on my own. Yeah. But um, so if you had any doubt or if you find yourself in condemnation, um, my, my suggestion to you is find a trusted brother or sister. I mean, mm. our, our podcast is mainly to women, but if a brother is listening, uh, find a brother in the Lord or a sister in the Lord. And I, I wouldn't say confess because it's condemnation, but just tell them what's going on. And, and get help you. Yeah, get a different... I mean, after you've prayed about it, if you're still struggling with it, go to a brother or sister. Go to your pastor. Yeah, don't sit there and try to figure it out yourself because that is going to do nothing but keep you where you're at mm-hmm. and push you further away from where you want to be. Right, exactly. And And I always say, pray about it, go to the Lord. But there's nothing wrong. And, and we're encouraged to... I mean, even scripture says iron sharpens iron. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that's what that's what we're supposed to do. That's why we're in community. That's why in Acts it's all about community. Mm-hmm. It's the first church. We're we are to gather together. And so it's not just to gather together and then see ya and not talk to each other right. anymore. It's because we're supposed to be a community, a body of mm-hmm. believers. Right. You know, and the body works together. You know, my my hand ain't over here doing something and my the same the hand that's attached to that arm is over here doing something. It works together mm-hmm. to pick up whatever that piece of fried chicken I shouldn't eat. Um no, I didn't eat no fried chicken today. <laughs> I had chicken salad, but no fried chicken. Just as the body, as the physical body works together. That's the way that that the church is to work together, that right. the body of Christ is to work together. And so don't feel like you're wearing someone out. That's the biggest thing I've seen is, you know, a sister going through something tough and she feels like she's wearing her sisters out. You are not wearing your sisters out. You go to them, and if they act like that you're wearing them out, they're the ones who need to go to the altar. Yep. Okay, now, mind you, if you are that sister who you feel like you're wearing people out, make sure that you have your ears open and you're listening. Mm -hmm. And then you're applying those principles from Scripture that your sister gave you. Right. You know... A lot of times people ask for help, but they just want to talk, talk, and they don't want to listen and they don't want to take action. Yeah, exactly. So, but anyway, I digress pretty much. If you're being condemned, know who your enemy is and open the door to your bedroom your house and mm-hmm. tell him to get out in Jesus name and then turn on some Christian music mm-hmm. and jam out Yep, and praise the Lord. Yep. Because God is close to the praise of his people. Mm-hmm. So make sure that you do that. So I think this was been, this has been a difficult yes. one for us to get out so if if this podcast seems a little choppy, it's because we are fighting a spiritual battle getting it out. We struggled trying to find a topic. We struggled trying to, we knew this was what the topic needed to be, but we struggled trying to find information and resources on the topic. And we have struggled through this. Yeah. I mean, we knew what it was. Mm-hmm. We knew the difference. But it's like getting it into a way that sounds understandable to someone who may not know. Right. And so that was the that was the struggle and we have been fighting 
a battle to get this out. Mm -hmm. So if it seems a little choppy, all I can tell you is have a little grace. (laughs) (laughs) Or a lot of grace. (laughs) A big old heap and helping of grace. And know that we... We do the things that God wants us to do, or we at least try right. to do the things that God leads us to. So that is it. And I'm just going to ask you that if you are listening, we are now live. <laughs> Woohoo! Um, you'll be hearing this later, but we um, just launched our first podcast, podcast today or yesterday. Yesterday. Yesterday, our very first podcast on gluttony, I'm so stoked. Like, (laughs) I am so happy. So you can get us on um, Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Pandora. Let's see, what else have I done? Um, iHeartRadio. And not Google because, ugh. It's a struggle. Um, (laughs) I'm still trying to. And um, I think that we might be available on SiriusXM, but I'm not sure. I'm working on that one. So we are available on all podcasts. And our podcast is, which I don't know, this might be a surprise to Melissa. Our podcast, the audio of our podcast is on YouTube. So if you should, you didn't tell me. Yeah, I know. I just put it up there earlier. <laughs> um, so if you don't really listen to podcasts too often, and you don't have like a an app that you use, mm-hmm. but you watch YouTube, go to Seek with Abandon, and that is on all you know apps. It's yeah. under Seek with Abandon, and check us out. We are going to be. Loading a podcast every Monday, mm-hmm. if the if the Lord willing and the creek don't rise. Oh, I was waiting on that. <laughs> so make sure that you, uh, wherever you get your podcast, that you follow us and you share us mm-hmm. and uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. And don't forget that we have a page on Facebook, a little community, mm-hmm. Seek with Abandon, that you are more than welcome. And they always get the podcast on Sunday okay. instead of Monday because they're special like that. <laughs> so if you would join, you know, like that page, that would be fantastic for us because uh, we want to get God's word out there to as many people as we possibly can. And that can only happen if you subscribe and follow and do all the things. So that's what we ask you to do. That would be a great help to us. And again, we are looking for a donation of an audio person. I'm not going to stop saying that. Anyway, um, all right, we're out of here. Have a good rest of your week. We love you. And we are so thankful that you are listening in to Seek with Abandon. See you later. Bye.